Hello, friendos. Uh, May the fourth be with you. (laughs) I'm talking about Star Wars again. If you know me in real life, you know that I don't like talking about Star Wars these days. Um, But, I don't know. That seems appropriate. Uh, Just because today uh, the, the mouse announced that the next... Star Wars film, or at least a Star Wars film, is is being directed and co-written by one of my my favorite filmmakers, Taika Waititi, um, and yeah, I just I have a lot of mixed feelings about it for for multiple reasons. Um, the the main one is I'm just worried that that Disney is is gonna keep meddling in in his work. I don't know why I said keep. He's just they're they're gonna they're gonna kind of restrict him in in his creativity or they're gonna tell him to do things that wouldn't necessarily be be in his his artistic vision um because i i see him as a very kind of like an auteur uh filmmaker where where when he's in charge um that's when the the best work is created where if if he has too many people meddling. Um, the, the the quality of his work goes down. Now, I don't know much about the production of Thor Ragnarok. Um, that was the last time he worked with Disney, uh, for a film, at least. Uh, I'll talk about Mandalorian in a bit. But with Thor Ragnarok, um, I, I found that a lot of the the more serious parts of the movies, everything to do with Hela. I don't know why I said movies. This is just one movie. Everything to do with Hela, I found really boring. There wasn't a lot of stakes because I didn't care about Asgard getting destroyed, um, even though Thor did. Um, but yeah, the the stuff on the on the fighting planet was great. But like, I don't know. I've I've watched the movie more than once, and on the second and third watches, maybe fourth, I don't remember how many times I've seen it. I just didn't enjoy it as much because I'd already seen all the jokes, and um, yeah, I, I find improv comedy isn't really generally that funny on a, on a second watch through where we're scripted comedy, like sketch comedy, things like that. Um, I find are, are very funny. Um, if they're done, done well, they're very funny on multiple watches. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, and also with, with end game that kind of put a sour taste in my mouth for the rest of the MCU, including Thor Ragnarok. Um, I just found Endgame a little bit disappointing. I wish it was better. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't really know exactly what I didn't like about it. Um, I'm, I'm not really going to go into that right now cause I don't care enough. Um, but I think the reason why a lot of people really enjoyed it was because of spoilers. Um, the, the emotional send off they gave to, Cap and uh, Iron Man, which two characters I didn't really care for. Um, I found Iron Man a little bit too, I don't know, I guess like a, a lot of people don't like him because he's just kind of obnoxious, um, even though he kind of redeemed himself at the end. I don't know. I just didn't have much of an emotional connection with him or with Cap or with really any of the characters in the MCU. For that matter, I find I think the the most emotional connection I found with any of the characters was um, in Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Two, um, especially in Two. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie, 
Um, but guess what? I, I did. I actually liked it more than Thor Ragnarok um, on, on multiple watches. Uh, on first watch, I'd say they were probably about the same for me. Maybe Thor was a little bit better on first watch. Um, but the emotional beats in in Guardians 2 far outshine the, the comedic beats in uh, Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion. But yeah, that's just that's just me. Um, now, um, going back to Taika doing Star Wars, um, I'm yeah, like I said, I'm not sure how much meddling was was in Thor Ragnarok, and I know like they went for a very I didn't actually go back to Star Wars, but anyways, they went for a very improvisational tone with that. Um, Taika just wanted to be like, eh, we got a we got a story. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, just just be yourself. Everyone else just kind of eh. Do whatever you want, except he didn't say like that because he's a Kiwi, not a, not a, a New Yorker. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I feel like that he was given a story that he didn't really want to work with the the whole Ragnarok plot. I'm. I'm sure he was like obviously he was very excited to do the whole planet Hulk, planet Hulk side of things um, on on Sakar. Um, very clearly he was having a good time with that. But with all the stuff on Asgard, it was just kind of boring. Um, my first watch through, I noticed there's just a lot of um, filmmaking homage to Lord of the Rings, which I really appreciated. You can see Kiwi and Peter Jackson's Kiwi. He, yeah, I don't know. It just, it felt like I was watching um, an homage to Lord of the Rings and not um, a compelling story about in the in the Marvel universe, which is, I don't know, it's neither here nor there. I'm not really too concerned about that because, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I just don't care about the MCU anymore, unfortunately, for, for people who do enjoy it. Um, I, there, there are movies in the MC that I still enjoy. Um, but yeah, I, I still enjoy infinity war. I thought that was really good, but Endgame just kind of, eh, whatever. Okay. Now we're actually going to go back to star Wars. So here's, here's my fear for the, the new Taika YTT directed co-written star Wars film. Um, my first fear is that, his his co-writers are going to be too worried about making it accessible to a large audience because Disney really loves to say, hey, how about instead of making uh, an interesting, compelling story that maybe some people won't enjoy, we should, I don't know where this, I, I lost track of the sentence halfway through, so I don't know if this is going to be a, 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 a grammatically correct completion of that sentence. But here we go. How about we just make it that that it's accessible for everyone, that everyone enjoys it, even if it's not going to be that good. All we care about is is making it good enough that we get uh, butts in the seats at the movie theaters, which, <laughs> by the way, aren't going to be surviving for, for too much longer. There's going to be a lot of theaters that shut down over the next few months. Um, but, I mean, that's that's whatever. Disney can release the movie on, on Disney+. Plus. So they're they're not too worried about that, but um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just worried YTT is going to get restricted 
and he's not going to be able to put as much heart into it. Because uh, with his other films, he's, he's really good at taking characters that are kind of unassuming, characters that aren't like, oh, wow, that's a main character. They're more like, ah, eh, really? Oh, cool. Like Ricky Baker, he's a fat little delinquent. And then you got um, Heck, who's just some old fart. And there's very two interesting characters that go on an adventure together. Or you got... Um, the, what we do in the shadows, you got a bunch of weird vampire dudes who live together and they're very dysfunctional, but there's still a lot of like emotional beats to it. And it, it it's, it's really interesting how we can take such strange characters and make you care about them. Um, he's also got two other movies before hunt for the world of people and, and, uh, what we do in the shadows. Those are boy and Eagle versus shark. Neither of which I've seen, but I've heard, they're in, in a similar fashion. They're very uh, heartfelt, uh, but still comedic. Uh, but then you got, um, what's it called? Uh, the Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit came out last year, and that was really good. It was about just a little a, a little boy um, who's a, a fanatic Nazi. Um, not that like he truly believes in. Well, he, he, he believes in what they, they, they told him in his, you know, uh, indoctrination camp. Um, but you know, you can, obviously he's just a kid and he's not truly into it. He just wants to be part of a, a collective, a team. And, and then in, you know, in meeting this Jewish girl that his, uh, mom is hiding in, in their walls, um, he, he learns that, Hey, <laughs> I am just a kid who believes in a bunch of nonsense uh, that's very harmful to people. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't think that's necessarily, like, a very good description of the movie. You have to see it yourself if you haven't. But, yeah, that's just kind of what YTT's good at. He's good at taking, especially children characters, like in Boy, Hunt for Little People, and Jojo Rabbit, his main character, is all um, young males. Um, I think Ricky, yeah, he turns 13 in the movie, and then the other ones, I'm pretty sure he's, uh, the, the main characters are younger than that. Um, so he's, he's good at working with children, uh, which is a good skill to have, because there's a lot of movies that have very bad child acting in them, and I appreciate when movies have good child acting, because that's a, that's a rare gift. Yeah, but, so, so, here's my ideal YTT directed co-written Star Wars film um it takes place somewhere in the Star Wars universe it really doesn't matter where unless it serves the story obviously if I mean okay that's not it does matter where um I think they should choose a location that serves the story everything needs to serve the story uh, this needs to be a YTT directed co-written film that happens to take place in the Star Wars universe. It need, that needs to be secondary because it needs to be a good story first and second an interesting uh, location in the in the universe. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's about either a kid or some deadbeat or something like that where they're they're not necessarily like a, the heroic type. I guess Luke Skywalker's kind of like that, but he also has the pedigree of of being 
born of a of a very powerful Jedi slash Sith, uh, depending on what period of Anakin's life you're looking at. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking this kid or this character isn't necessarily, you know, like a, a soldier or a, or a warrior or has, has a pedigree of, of Jedi ancestry, but, you know, it's just obviously not on Corellia. We can't do Corellia again. They already did that with Solo, um, but maybe, I don't know, Dantooine or Coruscant. I think Coruscant might be interesting. Um, but, or just the, a planet that hasn't really been looked at much yet. Uh, looked at the, like, we're looking at the underbelly here because I love under the underbelly of the Star Wars universe. I find it way more interesting than the upper belly, the overbelly. Is that a thing? I don't know. Who cares? Um, yeah, I just want this story to, to be good first and to be Star Wars second. If it, doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie, that's fine. Because it's not part of the the original... It's not part of the, the non-elegy. The, the Skywalker saga. Um, because that's over. Uh, which is a good thing. But, yeah, because... It's, it's a good thing because... Now we don't have to worry about it being tied... To, to that saga, uh, whereas with the with the re- most recent trilogy, I think a lot of the issues with it had to do with the fact that George Lucas wasn't involved, where the original trilogy felt like one cohesive trilogy because George Lucas was in charge of the whole thing. Even if five and six weren't written and directed by him, he still came up with the story and the characters and everything to do with it. Everything was his ideas, and it came from him. Uh, and his brain, um, and then the prequel trilogy, same thing, except he did everything himself, pretty much. Obviously, he still had a huge crew to do all the special effects and all the acting and cinematography and all that jazz, um, but it still felt like one cohesive trilogy, even <laughs> if a lot of it wasn't that great. But with this new trilogy, um, it's written, like, the seven and nine are both um, basically, like, I'm, I'm assuming this is how it is, um, the stories were kind of come up by, come up with by, uh, J.J. Abrams, um, and then they, like, ah, well, uh, their, their original plan was to have a different guy do nine, so they would have a different person for each movie in a trilogy, which, I mean, I can understand that for direct, from a directing and a writing perspective, that's fine. They did that with the original trilogy. They had a different director and writer for each of the three movies. But the by, by throwing a wrench in everything and having uh, a, a, a different person come up with the story for the middle of the trilogy is a massive misstep, regardless of what you think of, of eight. Um, it is not cohesive with the rest of the trilogy because... It's from a different person. Now, if J.J. Abrams did all three, sure, they still might not have been that great. Whatever. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to discuss their their quality of of filmmaking or 
story necessarily, but it would have felt more cohesive because it's all from one mind. Uh, whereas what we got was two movies that wanted to, to fit together. Well, and then one that was just like complete black sheep. And, you know, nine was just there to clean up after eight and then move it in the dir- direction J.J. Abrams wanted to take it originally, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a huge mess. Um, and, you know, you could argue that by if Disney interfered in eight and they're like, no, sorry, Ryan, you got to listen to the J.J. story here and follow that. Yeah, eight would have felt more cohesive. But I think it would have just been better if if I'm cool with Ryan directing and writing it. But yeah, no, it would have been better if they <laughs> they told them what to do. Not necessarily better in quality or it's from a storytelling perspective. Um, but I think if if they got him to do the the, the, the original story idea it would have been more cohesive, as I've said like five times now. Man, I ramble. But yeah, that, that Last Jedi is just a, a completely... I have a lot of differing opinions on it. Um, yeah, I know it's very popular on film Twitter to like it now because it was kind of like, whoa, it's so different, man. Ryan Johnson had a had a plan in mind. But, like, the, the, the amount of discourse there is surrounding it just kind of turns me off to the whole argument because I just don't care enough to think about it that much i just whatever man i'm not too worried but that being said um now that the 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 saga is over we don't have to worry about those issues um we don't have to worry about it feeling tied to the rest of it um because now they can make stuff that's just completely separate that just happens to play take place in the same universe um which is so freeing for, for storytellers like Taika Waititi um, because he's, he's really good at, at making uh, heartfelt, um, feel good, but also kind of dark at times. Not like necessarily... I mean, actually, yeah, there are some very dark parts in, in a lot of his movies. But he's, he's, he's good at taking sincerity and tragedy and comedy and, and mixing it all together into one beautiful soup that you can just drink up and feel warm and, and just kind of sit there and be like, ah, what a nice soup. It's kind of tasty. Thanks, Taika Waititi, for making me a nice movie soup. Yeah, I love his movies, and um, I really hope that this next YTT film for in the Star Wars universe is very nice. And now I'll talk about the Mandalorian because I forgot about that. Yeah, he he um he directed episode eight of the Mandalorian, which is in my opinion the best one. Um, it had um I'm just gonna you know go full spoilers here. Um, one of my favorite moments. It was so heartbreaking when I think it was IG12. I believe is the the code for the, 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 what's it called? The assassin droid, um, that got reprogrammed by the little pig man. Um, he got reprogrammed to be a, a caretaker for, 
uh, the child. Um, yeah, and then he's like, ah, I'm going to go to those stormtroopers and blow them all up to protect my friends. Um, which was, well, I guess is to, that was the only possibility he had to protect the child, which was his, um, main protocol at the time. Um, yeah, so he, he went there and it was very sad because he died. Um, and also that character was played by Taika Waititi because he loves to be in his own stuff, which I, I love about him. He's great. Um, yeah. And it was, uh, it's also cool seeing, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I love him. He's a great actor. Everything he's in makes me happy. Um, he's a, a good time. And then also there's like, ah, Black Saber. Guys, remember the Black Saber? Remember when the books were canon, guys? Look, we're bringing something back from the books. Isn't that fun, guys? Which, uh, yeah, they, they, they already introduced the Black Saber in uh, Rebels. But they're just, you know, they're bringing it into live action finally, which is cool. Um, I don't really have an issue with them taking ideas from the from the novels. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge novel person because I, I it would have been nice if they kept more of that in the canon instead of just wiping it all out. But I get why they did it. They kind of want to be able to do their own thing, um, which yeah, that's fair. They they paid money for it. Um, However, if I had enough money, I would, I would just kind of, I don't know, trying to think of a funny joke or something. Um, I don't think I can, but there's, if I had enough money, I'd buy JK Rowling's Twitter and delete it because she's her, her weird revisionism of the Harry Potter series is annoying. Not that I'm super into Harry Potter. I read the books when I was a kid and I enjoyed them, but I haven't seen the movies. And I find a lot of the, the discourse around Harry Potter to be quite annoying um, because the the fans are just obsessed. And I don't know. I just, I don't have a problem with loyal fan bases. I have a, I have a problem with obnoxious fan bases, which is what Harry Potter has. It's a very obnoxious fan base. Um, but... We're not talking about Harry Potter today. That was just a tangent. So yeah, thanks for for listening in. I don't really have a lot of other thoughts about Star Wars right now. Um, maybe maybe I'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy two today. I don't know. Um, may the fourth be with you. And what's the response to that? And also with you. All right. Have a good day.